a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest price filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Your time has come. A storm is coming. Our storm. And when it arrives, it will shake the universe. Welcome to the Solar Storm. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you December 15th, 2022. Thank you so much for joining me here at RenegadeBroadcasting.com. This will be my last show before the Yule festivities. You see, I've got my, my shirt on. It's actually uh, kind of like a, a Viking Valhalla Yule shirt. Sinead got this for me uh, a few years ago. It's a little bit oversized. I like it. It's fun festive and i've even got my little winter mug here for uh, drinking water today see that it's nice and i've also got my tea i got my tea and a cat mug that says don't stress me out it's actually my son's okay so uh today i'm going to be going over some recent news stories and things like that and i should have another show for you between christmas and New Year's. And I might have a guest for that one as well, so stay tuned for that. Before we get much further, just want to, uh, of course, mention that you all can donate to what's going on here. Technically not a donation. It's just sending some gifts. You can make some checks out to the P.O. Box. You can use Gab Pay, or you can even send cryptocurrencies. Now on to the Renegade recommendation for the week. I mentioned this last week as I was drinking the same kind of tea. It's a mushroom blend, and uh, this is the specific kind of tea I'm drinking. But in general, the recommendation for you here today is to drink tea instead of coffee. I still drink coffee once in a while, but from what I understand from some of the research I've looked into and my own body... Coffee is not that great for you, despite all of the, the studies that say, oh, you're going to live much longer, you're going to be healthier, drink all this coffee. I find that teas, uh, even if they have caffeine in them still, like a green tea or a black tea, are just much better for you. 
And this one does not have caffeine. This is a mushroom blend. It's got chaga, reishi, maitake, turkey tail, cordyceps, and lion's mane. And I don't know if I said all of those correctly, but uh, I enjoy it. The taste is actually pretty nice and it's good for your body as well. So think about switching over to tea if you're a big coffee drinker. I think you might find some benefit from it. Okay, so on to the news stories for this week. Let's get into the degeneracy section first. This story I'm pulling up here was just so unbelievably sickening, but just to be expected, to be honest, because uh, this is just par for the course. Now, Biden has uh, signed a new kind of gay marriage law protection and, um, you know, because gay mar- marriage has already been legal, but he's just trying to make sure no, no Supreme Court could come along and, and take away the right for sodomites to, to put that ring on their finger, you know? So, and that allows them, I think, further uh, ability to adopt and gain all the protections that married people have, tax breaks and all the rest. Now, this was just so disturbing. At the, the signing he invited this creature along with another drag demon. So this creature's name is Marty Cummings, spelled, yes, just like the ejaculate, like Marty is coming. Absolutely disgusting. This is the creature that went viral for uh, doing the whole baby shark drag routine with a two-year-old, if you remember that one. Marty was also featured on Renegade Tribune for having a... uh, TEDx talk about how drag is a role model for little children. So this is the creature that Biden invited to the the signing ceremony. Now that's that's all bad enough. Everything I mentioned, except this Marty Cummings character had actually tweeted out earlier this year that the kids are out to sing and suck D. Do you know what D stands for? Do I need to to spell it all out for you? Marty wants to be coming with children sucking D. This thing was invited. This thing talking about children are out to suck penises uh, of of drag demons like this was invited to the White House for a signing ceremony. Yeah. So... The new law is intended to safeguard gay marriages if the Supreme Court ever reverses the 2015 uh, same-sex union decision. Also uh, seeks to protect interracial marriages, which were actually just allowed only in 1967. Isn't it crazy how quickly times have changed? And uh, as we know, Biden famously praised the Jews for being behind the push to normalize gay marriage. And um, we've, we've gone over this before in the past. But he wasn't just talking about gamers, but just thanking the Jews for all of the different cultural things that they've pushed upon the people. And they deny that they have any kind of power to do this, except when they're you know getting praised for it or praising themselves for it. So it wasn't anything we legislatively did. It was will and grace. It was a social media. Literally, that's what changed people's attitudes. That's why I was so certain that the vast majority of people would embrace and rapidly em- uh, embrace. What? Okay. Think behind all that. I bet you 85% of those changes, whether it's in Hollywood or social media, are a consequence of Jewish leaders in the industry. The influence is immense. The influence is immense. Joe Biden. Jewish influence is immense. And I might add, it is all to the good. Oh, it's so good. Because of this great Jewish influence, little children are being groomed by dysgenic doctors, educators, drag queens, and other assorted deviants, such as... Rachel Levine, a Jewish man who pretends to know what he's talking about in regards to health for children. Uh, This thing wants to empower children to go on puberty blockers and get sex reassignment surgery. So we really want to 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 base our treatment and uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth not to limit their participation in activities and sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their Mm -hmm. state. Get their little genitals mutilated too. That's what this Jewish tranny wants uh, to have happen. So, in the statement that Biden uh, had prepared for the signing, 
He said that uh, he criticized the callous, cynical laws introduced in the states targeting transgender children, terrifying families, and criminalizing doctors who give children the care they need. It's life-saving care to mutilate their genitals and put them on uh, hormone blockers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, transphobia, they're all connected. There's a reason they're all connected. There's a reason that the National Socialists burned the books of Magnus Hirschfeld and uh, it wasn't because they were doing good to the children. Let's just say that. But the antidote to hate is love. So Biden's version of love, I, I guess, involves grown men dressed as females, mouth-raping little children. Because that's what Marty Cummings is all about. Because the children have to suck his D. This is the tweet right here. Marty Cummings. That's the one, one and the same. 2022, earlier this year. Oh, this is what you wrote? How about you come to the White House? But if any of us had even just tweeted that it's okay to be white, do you think we'd get an invitation to the White House? Do you think that maybe we'd just get fired from, from our jobs for tweeting that out? But no, this thing, that, it's not a scandal at all. The media, have they even covered it? Biden's not going to make any kind of apology. It's just going to be swept under the rug, just like all the other child sexual abuse in this country. Because it is kosher to abuse children. It's in the Talmud. Go check if you don't believe me. Now, moving on to some other degeneracy taking place in this great nation. It's not a nation, by the way, in by definition of the word nation, because it's a multicultural Jewish melting pot. So this is, uh, this is Biden's former uh, nuclear or a deputy in charge of nuclear waste. So he was the senior department of energy official who just was caught uh, a couple weeks ago, stealing luggage. And uh, the creature has been found uh, to have stolen more luggage. Actually it's uh, Sam Brinton. Now Brinton is, uh, you know, always dressed, uh, just dressed immaculately, but this isn't the only kind of thing that uh, this non-binary character wears. It also uh, dresses up as a pup sometimes, or do, excuse me, dress, does pup play. I don't think, I don't know if Britain himself actually dresses up as the pup. Very interesting phenotype of this character anyway. But yeah, this was the guy in charge of nuclear waste. Sure does love uh, waste. Look at this thing. That was giving a presentation at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. Yep. This is just such a disgusting state we have found ourselves in. There, <laughs> there's our boy, Rachel Levine. Oh, yeah. This is so sick. This whole country has become a laughingstock for the rest of the world. Absolutely disgusting. And that, that guy's not the only one into pup play in the military. So Britain, I guess, has been fired. But, but this guy, I'm sure you've been seeing images of this guy. This was uh, Pup Ravage. It's Colonel Brian T. Donnelly, who's uh, retired. I thought this was photoshopped on to make fun of this, the current state of the military. No. Apparently, this guy really took a picture like that. Absolutely disgusting and degenerate. Moving on. Let's learn what the children are, are getting into these days. What they're learning about. What is the children learning? Was that the George W. Bush quote? I guess I'll try to pull up another article while this one loads. This computer's a little bit uh, slow, if you haven't noticed. Chicago Dean brags about giving underage students sex toys during Pride Month. So, I don't like Project Veritas. James O'Keefe, uh, just not my cup of tea. Not, not my mushroom cup of tea. But, this was an interesting little, uh, little thing here. I had like our LGBT this is the dean of students they were passing around plugs for uh, Francis Parker School in Chicago the dean of students we'll just watch the beginning just because you've probably seen it anyway I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in they were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students talking about queer sex using blue versus using spit meet Joe Bruno dean yeah, and you know what? The the school has come out, defended him, and has, uh, you know, a lot of people, have, a lot of mainstream media reports have talked about how this was a hit piece. So he was just confronted, you know, like, uh, <laughs> just making all sorts of excuses 
for why this guy uh, really didn't do nothing wrong. But yeah, handing out butt plugs to children, talking about uh, the pleasures of uh, putting things in your anus. Yeah, that's that's about that's what the rainbow is all about. To be honest, is uh, grooming children. But no, don't call them groomers. No, no, they just hand out butt plugs to children. Don't call them groomers, though. Let's take a look at uh, this next story about this uh, animated tranny film for children. Now, this was produced by a castration drug maker, AbV. It makes Lupron, which I'm pretty sure has been uh, used to castrate, chemically castrate sex offenders, but it's also used on children now, you know, to help them transition. So this was... This was an official selection for what Outfest? I'm guessing that's what it says underneath this play button. So what's the first yeah. question? Can you, can you be a girl and have a boy body, or be a boy and have a girl body? Yes, that's transgender. Can this person be a parent? Yes. No. Ma dad. Ma dad. I feel like I'm not really a boy or a girl. We have Juice to thank for all of this. I mean, how many genders are there in the Talmud? Six or something? They're, they've been the ones to push all of this. You know, as much as they want to pretend like, oh, it's just white liberals, like Gavin McGinnis says. Excuse me, Gavin McGinnis, who has shoved a big black dildo up his anus on his own show. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is their, their shtick. Boy or girl. This is the Mama has a mustache. Mommy has a mustache. Mama has a mustache. Then she's got some problems going on then. If mama has a mustache, it's probably a hormonal issue. She should get it checked out. If mama's actually a papa, then mama's insane. Okay? So, I wonder why a pharmaceutical company that makes drugs to chemically castrate children would be pushing this upon children. Oh, I mean, of course, it's part of the social decay of our country, but uh, also it's about some profits, too. It definitely helps out the profits. Now, let's move on to the issue of Jews and somebody who's been uh, naming them recently, of course, has been Yay, who has come out and been looking more and more unstable, which is possibly just all part of the plot or has been driven to this by the Jewish attacks or possibly the Jewish handlers such as Milo and and Nick, who I'm fairly convinced is a Sephardic Jew. In no way. I am not bipolar. I'm not in some kind of episode, but I may be slightly autistic, like Rain Man. And that's part of my superpower. That's the reason why I can produce track. Superpower. Yeah, I, I I do think he might be slightly autistic. This is going to be such a strange year. Okay, such a strange year. Here is uh, Ye from that same interview showing a reporter a picture on his phone. It's a drawing of Hitler and Einstein shaking hands and then hugging. The, <laughs> the, what, the way he asked something about, like, what do you think about this? is just so funny. What do you think of that? One second. What about this one? <laughs> wow. Wow. That's amazing. God the glory. Praise God. Praise God. Give the God the glory. Einstein was a fraud. He was a patent thief. And he's misled so many people. He was not the genius he's been made out to be. Hitler would never shake hands with him or embrace him in any way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Yep, okay, so this is something I found which is actually very interesting. Now, I don't know what to make of it all, but it's interesting enough to share with you guys, and I think there's something to it. There's a connection between David Bowie and Kanye West, and they put this together five years ago, this video at least. This is Rolling Stone. Um, I think there could be something here. Now, David Bowie himself had made remarks basically talking about how Hitler was a rock star back in the day. 
You know, it's that song about visions of swastikas in her head. That's the China Girl song. There's definitely been some interesting things about the thin white duke and uh, his fascination with Hitler. Now, there's a recent story about Kanye West has been uh, fascinating with Hitler for over 20 years, since before even his first album dropped. But with Bowie, I mean, this guy, he's actually been embraced by the alt-right, the former alt-right. Richard Spencer had some glowing articles about him and, of course, about Aleister Crowley and all, all that. He was married to a black woman, a black model, towards the end of his life. He was also qu- very sexually questionable. I don't know how you even put that. Seemed like a flaming homosexual. Remember that dancing in the streets he and Mick Jagger had done? So something similar with uh, Kanye, too, having been accused of being a homo for many years. Uh, but Bowie and Kanye connection. Let's, let's find out about it. Kanye West wasn't wrong to appoint himself Yeezus back in 2013, because according to some music conspiracy theorists, his destiny to become one of music's most innovative... All right, we could barely hear that homosexual Jew. Let me see if the... Figures with- I think it's good enough. Okay, here we go. According to some music conspiracy theorists, his destiny to become one of music's most innovative figures was determined long ago. Let's say back in 1972, exactly five years before he was even born. 1972 was the year when the late David Bowie released his rock opera, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. This was his fifth studio album and a springboard for Bowie's alter ego, Ziggy Stardust. This blog from 2007 claims to be the, quote, official blog for the Kanye West-David Bowie conspiracy. The blogger made a case for how Bowie and West are inextricably linked in the most peculiar of ways. And how it all began with the release of Ziggy Stardust on June 6, 1972. The breakdown goes something like this. The cover of Bowie's 1972 album featured an image of the rock star posing on a dark London street, surrounded by cardboard boxes and concrete. The only really prominent focal point of the picture, apart from Bowie's great shock of blonde hair, a single illuminated shop sign hanging just above his head that reads, K. West. Coincidence, perhaps? The theory then digs a little deeper beyond the superficial name drop, dissecting the meaning behind the first track on the album, Five Years. years The lyrics paint a grim picture of a world set to end in five years' time. Unless, that is, a so-called star man descends upon Earth to save humanity from itself. Fast forward five years, two days later, and on June 8, 1977, Kanye West was born. Bowie's predicted star man had arrived. In a 1974 interview with Rolling Stone, Bowie gave an oddly prophetic description of how his alter ego eventually leaves this earth. As soon as Ziggy dies on stage, the infinites take his elements and make themselves visible, he said at the time. Fittingly, when the rock icon died on January 10, 2016, West was one of the first artists to commemorate him, tweeting just one hour after the official Facebook announcement of Bowie's death. David Bowie was one of my most important inspirations. So fearless, so creative, he gave us magic for a lifetime. Okay, I gotta say this. David Bowie was a freak. I do not like the man, but his music, uh, he did some interesting stuff with his music. I could see why he was an inspiration for musicians. Um, Very interesting tracks he put together. It was this tweet that spurred a Reddit user to revive the original conspiracy theory, but this time with a few key updates. The theorist points to Bowie's final album, Black Star, as a not-so-thinly-veiled confirmation that West is his chosen successor. First, the rapper is quite literally a black star, and second, the album's first track, titled Black Star, features some eerily revealing lyrics. Something happened on the day he died, the lyrics read. Spirit rose a meter and stepped aside. I'm a black but no conspiracy theory is complete without a few more critical tie Okay, real quickly. Also, Bowie probably did not die. You saw Lazarus was one of the tracks there. There was a guy who came out and did an interview about David Bowie's death soon after. It was featured on the Tribune. And the guy was obviously David Bowie. 
<laughs> pretty obvious. The third track off Bowie's Black Star is titled Lazarus, a nod to the biblical character of the same name. In the Bible, Lazarus falls ill and dies. He is placed in a tomb, and Jesus brings him back from the dead. It's important to note here that the third track off Jesus is called, unironically, I Am a God. The theory is helped along here by the fact that the outspoken rapper also posed with the crown of thorns on the cover of Rolling Stone back in 2006. Could the Jesus West comparisons be any more clear? Oh, and one more thing. Three days before Bowie's death in January 2016, Sia previewed her new song, Reaper, which coincidentally was co-written and co-produced by none other than Bowie's new creative spirit incarnate, Kanye West. My name is Rob Sheffield, and I... Okay. Interesting. Interesting, right? Okay, so let's just get on to um, some more current topics here. Just thought that one was an interesting one to share with you all. Maybe you guys have some more insight into uh, the David Bowie-Kanye West connection there. K-West. I mean, what could that mean? A quest, perhaps, but I think it's just weird the way it was written, right? So the ADLCO Greenblatt <laughs> respond, did a whole interview in the Breakfast Club and responded about proving Ye right. He said, if we don't get him, the myth spreads. So he doesn't really even deny what's being said. He's just calling it a myth. Is that Jordan Peterson back there? This one right here kind of looks like him. Okay. Y'all are proving somebody like Kanye right. Because Kanye says, hey, Jewish people have all the power, and then he loses everything. Well, look, the, the, insidious, the insidious nature of anti-Semitism and these tropes about power is Kanye can say these things. Jews have all the power. They're controlling everything. And if we don't get him, you know, if we don't deal with that, the myth spreads. Mm -hmm. and it so we use our power to ensure that he can't say we have any power. So we got to get him. I love how he rephrases after he says we got to get him. As Kanye can say these things, Jews have all the power, they're controlling everything. And if we don't get him, you know, if we don't deal with that, the myth spreads mm -hmm. and it takes root. Oh, it's spread. It's rooted. It's definitely rooted. Okay, let's move on to this article about Ari Emanuel. He says that blacks must reject the politics of division and would unite with Jews against whites. It just reminds me of that Don Lemon quote from when he was on the air saying that we've got to really just stop blaming groups of people and recognize that whites are the biggest terrorist threat in this country. <laughs> really? Okay. So, yeah, he uh, wrote a column calling on blacks to reject the virus of anti-Semitism and hate division and instead unite with Jews against whites. Uh, which is basically exactly what John Stewart had said as well. The healing begins. This is what, because the Jewish community and the black community, we should be together. Jews and blacks should, should we shouldn't fight. Well, there shouldn't be tension. Jews and blacks should, should get together and, and, and get whitey. I, I, I think. <laughs> Charlie Sheen, part Jew there too. What was his original name? Not Estevez. No, he did a kind of get away from the Estevez name, but I forget. Um, yeah, he's part Jewish, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, uh, this article talks about how Ari Emanuel's father, you know, Rahm's father as well, said that let Arabs uh, clean the White House floors. Rahm's all over Israel policy. Dr. Benjamin Emanuel, who was an Ergun terrorist, had said he was convinced that his son's appointment would be good for Israel. Obviously, he will influence the president to be pro-Israel, he was quoted as saying. Why wouldn't he be? What is he, an Arab? He's not going to clean the floors of the White House. So, yeah, there's a lot more to this article. You can uh, check it out yourself. I'm going to talk about this uh, Ronald Lauder here. He's the president of the World Jewish Congress. Let me just pull this up. It'd be a lot to really deep dive into this, but Ronald Lauder, who is called on Apple, Spotify to remove Kanye's music, he was a part of the mega group and he's connected to the whole Epstein Mossad operation. You know, we know all about that blackmailing politicians with underage white sex slaves. He's claimed all of Europe and the U.S. are actually guilty for the Holocaust. This was back in 2015. Let me bring this up here. Uh, he said that uh, 70 years after the Holocaust, we are descending into the same dangerous hell. And uh, yeah, in that, he does blame essentially all of the United States and Europe. Even, and instead of thanking us, saying, oh, thanks for stopping those Nazis, 
Yeah. No, it's all your fault. You didn't do enough. You didn't heed our warnings about the six million Jews who were who were in danger of being holocausted, and then us oh, six million Jews were holocausted. You guys, I'm sure, know all about the six million references that. Uh, how many was it that that uh, were around in newspapers before World War II even started? Oh, six million Jews are in peril. Um, and then Eternal Truth adds, any organized the privatization of the World Trade Center that transferred it from the Port Authority to Israel via Lucky Larry Silverstein. These guys are so corrupt. It is a criminal mafia. It is the Jewish mafia. And they are the ones behind cancel culture. I'm pretty sure that... Uh, yeah, let's just check out a little bit more from this uh, interview that Greenblatt did. Yeah, so let's, let's take a look at what he says here. So literally, we opened a center in Silicon Valley back in 2017. And the woman who runs it, she's an ex-Facebook executive. I have software engineers and data scientists working at ADL. We're monitoring all this stuff. And we're working with all the platforms, by the way. Google and YouTube and Meta and Twitter and Reddit and Steam and Amazon. All these companies. From like Apple to Zoom, we work with all of them, okay? <laughs> That's relevant because we've been working with Twitter now for real, since it was founded. We worked with the old regime, working with the new regime. <laughs> but you don't, you don't control the narrative? You're not using your power to cancel and censor people? No, you are. And that's what this Yoel Roth was all about. But, um, man, this guy's a disgusting character. He's no longer with Twitter. Apparently he's, uh, he's a little bit worried about getting arrested or something, or he's hiding out. Here are some of his tweets. I enjoy having the kinds of meetings where Googling gay bareback porn is considered academic work. Twitter will live to porn another day, thing I just yelled loudly at work. Uh, this guy was a big defender of porn on Twitter, just like the Jew that he is. Shout out to age drag and toddlers and tiaras in class just now. You have a hit on your hands. I think I found my calling in his writing dialogue for chef-themed porn. My secret dirty Twitter account now at least 60% dirtier thanks to its new picture. This was a guy in charge of censoring people on Twitter. A member of my cohort at Penn has proposed co-founding a blog called Hackers and Porn. Needless to say, I'd be writing the porn side. Doing research on Craigslist sex discussion boards begs the question, main browser or porn browser? And he retweeted uh, this. Muscle bear with beard, hot. Muscle bear with muscle bear with beard holding a child inexplicably hotter. Pedo Jew, okay. Grad student I'm staying with. You're not that innocent. I know about your secret dirty Twitter account. Guilty as charged. Can high schooler can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers? So the real question he's asking here is can children consent to sex with adults? As a Jew, we know what he believes there. But it's just anti-Semitic to point this out, so we should not do that. Let's just move on. Uh, accused FTX crypto scammer Sam Bankman-Fried claims that he's the victim of anti-Semitism in a bid to escape his charges. Yep, so it's just anti-Semitism that has caused his uh, failed crypto exchange to uh, just go bust. And um, he claims that it's solvent and can actually cover its $1.8 billion losses. So yeah, he's saying it's just anti-Semitism, guys. Uh, that's the only reason that any of this is happening. And people are picking it up. They're running with it. Let's look at Dr. Ari Rubin. Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested in the Bahamas. The young entrepreneur is suffering the wrath brought on by Ye's anti-Semitism. We have seen an increase. It should be an increase, doctor. What, do you speak Hebrew or something? We have seen an increase in violence towards Jews in recent years since Trump's election. Now this modern-day lynching is taking place towards F SBF. Oh, modern-day lynching. Just like when they, they lynched uh, the, the poor man who was in charge of the pencil factory. He didn't do nothing to that little girl, Mary Fagan. No, no, no. Okay, so... Um, let's move on. You know who really is to blame? It's actually white people. It's not Jews. It's white people. Cryptocurrency was always a scam powered by white male privilege. After the dramatic arrest of former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried in the Bahamas on Monday night, blah, 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 blah. It's just blaming white people for this. Isn't that crazy? 
They're blaming white people for this Jew. Let me just take a look here uh, about uh, when he was a child. He was wearing a massage shirt, okay? But blame white people. Blame white people for this. Oh, I can't find it. it. I think I might have retweeted it or regabbed it or something. But yeah, there was a picture of him as a child wearing a Mossad shirt, just like the children of Bolsonaro, Bolst, Bols, based Bolsonaro in Brazil. So yeah, it's just anti-Semitism. It's actually white. It's white male privilege and anti-Semitism that are causing all of this. All right, shifting gears. Let's uh, do this week in Juden Peterson. The big hero of the right wing. Oh my God, I'm so I'm so glad that this guy's no longer just pushed so heavily, and people are starting to finally see through him. <laughs> Let's listen to this. This is just great. You know, when when people meet me on the street, they'll say things like, "I met a couple of Orthodox Jews in New York." Yeah. Why is he closing his eyes? This guy's so so weird. And they said to me on the street that they call me Rabbi, which was. So some Orthodox Jews came up to Jude and Peterson and called him rabbi. And look at his response. To me on the street that they called me rabbi, which was it's a hell of a thing to hear. So, you know, so it's tearing up. You know, when, when I would be so upset if some Jews came up to me and called me rabbi. <laughs> I might have some charges on my hands if they did that. But yeah, no, he is the teacher. He is a Jewish teacher, instructor. He is a rabbi, just like how uh, uh, Jesus, Yeshua, was a rabbi. Another little uh, Juden Peterson clip here. This one's from a little a little while ago. Running Hasbro for uh, child rape rings, as Jews and Jew sympathizers are wont to do. Here he is talking about how it was basically just schizophrenic mothers and, and you know, gullible children who were behind all of the, uh, the panic. You know, like the uh, McMartin preschool and, and the Presidio and all that that we've gone over. It, it was just blame the women. They, they didn't get raped. They just blame mothers. The daycare scandals that, that were very, very common in the 1980s. So horribly common, actually. This infested many towns. And usually what would happen is somebody who is a little on the paranoid side, or maybe a lot on the paranoid side, would send their children off to daycare. And that was a whole new thing in the 80s, right? Because women were, you know, moving into the workforce like mad. And so they're <laughs> handing over their... Blame the women again. Often their infants, kids below three, say to total strangers and you know for some of them that set up a fair bit of worry like it still does and sometimes that worry got out of hand especially among the people who are a little on the little predisposed to paranoid schizophrenia and maybe even had had some previous episodes and so you know the kid would come home and the mother would observe or not something kind of peculiar about their behavior and then she'd fantasize about maybe what that was and then you know she'd start asking the child if the child had been touched in any particular way and you know and she'd keep this up for a good length of time, and then the child would start to have nightmares, and then the child would tell the mother about what the nightmares were, and then that would freak her out, and so she'd ask even deeper questions, and soon, you know, her children were telling her that horrible things were happening to them at daycare. And so then she'd go to the police, and they wouldn't look into her psychiatric background. If you guys have actually looked into these scandals, if you've actually done the research, as we did for the... The child trafficking documentary, you'd realize he is running complete cover. He is shilling so hard here. And then the police would go out and they'd start to interview other children. And if they interviewed them properly, then the other children would start to produce all these stories as well. Because the now, how did that happen? Well, a bunch of ways. The first is schizophrenic mothers. Oh, I drink my energy drink. The police would ask leading questions like, "Did anyone touch you?" Well. Of course, someone touched the kids. I mean, people touch kids. Did anybody touch <laughs> you there? Well, that's not a question. That's a piece of information. The piece of information is, if someone touched me there, an adult would be very interested in that, right? And sooner or later, all the kids start having nightmares, and then they start telling the cops there's all these terrible things happen, like they're taken into... There was physical evidence as well. 
underground caverns and they're stripped naked and they're forced to like leapfrog over each other and like you just can't believe it what happened you can't believe it you can't believe it you don't believe it (laughs) nothing happened (laughs) children never been abused in this country it's just schizophrenic mothers kermit the frog says so all right let's move on to race this uh this year it's basically we just got to realize okay guys if you're white don't talk on the phone in public around black people yeah they can have conversations as loud as they want on their phone saying all sorts of degenerate things that's fine but if you talk on the phone around them they don't know if you're calling the police or not they might think you're karen so just don't do it this <laughs> this guy's just on the corner of the street on his phone and this woman is just she's having none of it when you're black you're never really lonely because there will always be a white person all up in your business. Hmm. He's not even close to being up in her business. You're never really lonely because there Are you serious? This is ridiculous. Imagine if there's a white person in the car complaining about how there's a black person just on the street talking on his phone. People are like that, that's you're taking it a little far. You're ta- it, come on. Like it's the middle of the day. They're not doing anything to you. They're not trying to carjack you. Just What's the problem? But no, white people, this, this guy's probably calling the police, talking about how this black woman is going to cause some trouble. And these police are going to come out, and they're just going to put their knees on her neck. And who knows? Th- this guy could be getting her killed. It's just ridiculous. Um, let's, let's move on to a based church here. This church is so based that they had a... Uh, I mean, all churches are based because they're all about worshiping uh, Rabbi Yeshua. But this church hosted an anti-white jeopardy event just absolutely ridiculous what is white supremacy that's one of the topics oh i love the mask on this one on Anne. <laughs> this so ridiculous christ cuck pastors a funny youtube account so let's just take a look at some of this just go through it today here are today's categories will be posed in the form of a question Today's categories are partners, partners and, and teams, teams. Resources. resources. You will start us off by choosing a category and amount. Thank. Sorry. <laughs> Arts and culture. Let's see. What happened? Oh. A coalition of diverse faith communities in Waukesha County dedicated to building and deepening relationships within and among our communities. And Yes, you sure buzzed in quickly. <laughs> what is Sophia? <laughs> interfaith organization. Multiracial interfaith organization. It's all just about being anti-white. What is Mika? We rise. The group charged with learning about the racial dynamics of power systems and structures within the church. It's just so over-the-top anti-white people of diverse racial, ethnic, educational, class, gender, ability, and sexual orientation, backgrounds, and identities come together in interdependent relationship of love, mutual respect, and care, seeking justice within the community and the world. What is beloved community? So, a bunch of these kind of questions. The belief that the white race is better than all others and should exert control over all the races. What is white supremacy? (laughs) The group expanding the power and capacity of black Unitarian Universalists, because that's what it's about. It's about expanding the power of black people, reducing the power of white people, expanding the power of black people. Acronym used to refer to persons identifying as non-white. Is it BIPOC? Is it POC? Oh, it's POC. Oh, geez. I got that one wrong. That was part of it. It's the last part of BIPOC. This is just so, it's so over the top. Okay, um, let's take a look at what else is based here. I'm not sure what this is even in. Oh, yeah, this is another based, uh, <laughs> based Bible verse. Lord, help me. Sorry, Goyshiks. It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. This is uh, from Matthew 15:22 to 26. And it's when Rabbi Yeshua refuses to help the Canaanite woman because she's a filthy goy. Just a dog. You know, bitch. Right? Bitch, female dog. She's a dog. She's a bitch. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Uh, white genocide via invasion. 
Over 1,500 illegals filmed crossing U.S. southern border in largest single group ever. Record 6.4 million may enter per year. Let's just take a look at what this looks like. This was uh, over 1,000 people crossing to El Paso, one big group. El Paso says they have 5,000 in custody and has released hundreds to the city streets. This is what's taking place every single day in the country. They're estimating 6.4 million may enter per year. Do you know what this is going to do to this country? So the Mexican police were uh, taking 20 buses full of migrants into uh, a Mexican city and then basically dropping them off to cross over the border. That's what's going on. It's a caravan. And the Mexican government's all about it. Daily average of 2,400 plus migrant encounters over three day span, El Paso. It's just one little sector, and that's just the encounters. So, back in the Obama days, the DHS Secretary, Jed Johnson, said a thousand per day nationwide would be a crisis. Nationwide, if a thousand per day came in, that'd be a crisis. Well, <laughs> we're a little bit beyond that. So more than 1,500 migrants wait across, illegals, wait across the Rio Grande and El Paso Sunday night. And then the homeless shelters are at capacity there, of course. Uh, yeah. Let's just, let's just remind people where this Not all comes from. Not only are Muslim communities, but African communities, Asian communities, Hispanic communities. And, and the wave still continues. It's not going to stop. Nor should we want it to stop. As a matter of fact, uh, um, it's one of the things I think we can be most proud of. So, uh, so there's a second thing in that black box, an unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop. 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 Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent, for the first time in 2017, will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America, from then and on, will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. You're spouting a conspiracy theory. <laughs> so this was uh, obviously years later. He calls on Americans to reject replacement theory that he had actually promoted and said was a good thing, a source of our strength. He's being asked if he believes that um, certain members of Congress and Tucker Carlson, if, if their promotion of the uh, Great Replacement is causing something. I believe anybody who echoes a replacement is to blame, not for this particular crime, but it's, it's for no purpose, no purpose, except profit and or political benefit. And it's wrong. It's just simply wrong. Maybe we don't want our country to be completely flooded. Maybe we don't want white genocide to take place. You know, I don't really profit very much off this. In fact, I've lost a whole lot of earning potential because I've stood against white genocide and Jewish supremacy. And yet, this, this uh, child molester, this white genocide proponent, this uh, Zionist, as he labels himself, he gets the highest office in the, in the country by being on the other side of these issues. All right, moving on. I wanted to mention this one. I actually watched some of this series uh, about Graham Hancock's Ancient Apocalypse. Now, I don't like Graham Hancock, but some of his research is good. It might be skewed. Uh, some people are saying he's, he's skewing the dates a little bit. But the general thesis that there was an ancient high civilization is so obvious that anybody that says that it's false is retarded or working for the enemy. You see all these stories coming out after his Netflix special, where they go through and go through some of the, yeah they go through some of the evidence about his ideas about the ancient apocalypse and what came before, and people are just so triggered that because he doesn't mention white people, but they understand the implications of what all of this really means. And who was behind the ancient civilization? And who brought that civilization to the present day? So, 
Intriguing questions, right? Uh, but uh, these questions might sound intriguing to you, or you may be indifferent to them, or you may even vehemently disagree with them. But I didn't. You, I bet you didn't know they were racist, did you? That's right, racist. Don't believe me? You conspiracy theorists? Just ask the Guardian. So, uh, this guy from the Guardian says that uh, Hancock's claims reinforce white supremacist ideas because questioning the age of human civilization strips indigenous people of their rich heritage and instead gives credits. To aliens or white people. Um, actually, Graham doesn't give credit to either, but essentially, you've got to understand that this white people being behind civilization is the key here. This is why they're opposing his documentary series. He further explains then there were the Nazis. Many swore by the idea that a white Nordic superior race, people of the purest blood, had come from Atlantis. As a result, Himmler set up an SS unit that and an Urbe, uh, or Bureau of Ancestral Heritage, in 1935 to find out where people from Atlantis had ended up after the deluge had destroyed their homeland. There we have it, you see. Don't even bother linking to any sources. I hear you loud and clear. The idea of Atlantis is inherently racist because the Nazis believed in it. So, yeah, Hancock never mentions race or white people. So, there are a bunch, I mean, sure, you saw at the beginning, there are a bunch of articles that came out talking about how this is racist how you know this is so wrong how we need to get rid of this and um, it goes on and on but uh, what I wanted to oh this is interesting okay uh, Stuart Heritage's piece uh, he says in the subheading why has this been allowed allowed I'm not sure which authority he's calling on here Netflix execs local national perhaps global government or maybe it's rhetorical and he's beseeching the Lord God himself how such evil could come into the world. <laughs> uh, beyond this, Stuart seems even less interested in debunking or debating these dangerous ideas than McKee was and far more focused on analyzing and ridiculing its presumed target audience. Mentions Joe Rogan uh, because he, he was being uh, Hancock was being interviewed by Joe briefly in one of the episodes. They show a piece of that. And Jordan Peterson, who doesn't appear in the documentary at all, but brings him up regardless. Um, okay, so yeah, it's just it's just more and more of the same garbage. The way that they're trying to debunk this. <laughs> one one of the um, pieces: if people become skeptical of one thing, they may become skeptical of another. That's essentially what he's saying in his piece there. Okay, so. I wanted to bring up one final thing here that I thought was pretty interesting. And this is 17 out-of-place artifacts that su suggest that high-tech civilizations existed thousands or millions of years ago. So this was, um, you've probably seen this one, the light bulb from uh, ancient Egypt. They must have had something to illuminate the passageways in the pyramids because there are no torch marks. So... Let's take a look. 2,000-year-old batteries, clay jars that were actually used seemingly as batteries. But that's not that ancient. The ancient Egyptian light bulb, that's an interesting one. You've probably seen the ones that look like uh, helicopters and things. The Great Wall of Texas. Now, this is one that's really fascinating. In 1852, in what is known as Rockwall County, Texas, of course, because of the, the rock wall, farmers digging a well discovered what appeared to be an ancient rock wall, estimated to be some 200,000 to 400,000 years old. Some say it's a natural formation, while others say it's clearly man-made. That is not a natural formation. Just like the Bimini Road, which is mentioned in the Graham Hancock documentary. This one's really cool if you have never looked into it. Um, the guy that Nick Sperry used to interview, Global Reality, jo Josh, I forget his name. Um, he, had, he actually had done a documentary on that, not that I'm promoting him. A 1.8 billion year old nuclear reactor. So this was uh, French farm imported uranium ore from Okla in Africa's Gabon region. The uranium had already been extracted. They found the site of origin to have apparently functioned as a large-scale nuclear reactor that came into being 1.8 billion years ago and was in operation for some 500,000 years. I don't know about this one. But uh, for uranium to burn in reaction, very precise conditions are needed. I mean, it's possible. 13 seafaring map makers before Antarctica was covered in ice. So there's Brazil and there's Antarctica. 
Is it? It might even be the ice wall. Who knows? This was uh, created by Turkish admirable, admirable, admiral and cartographer in 1513. That's what happens when I'm trying to talk when I'm reading ahead. Uh, 2,000-year-old earthquake detector. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. uh, 150,000-year-old pipes. Wow. Caves near Mount Baigong in China contain pipes leading to a nearby lake. They were dated by the Beijing Institute of Geology to about 150,000 years ago. That's crazy. Also in China are pyramids with white mummies. This is something I probably should get into at some point. The white mummies found all over, all over the world, around pyramid structures in particular, have been completely hidden because they don't want us to know our ancient history. Yeah. Okay. The Antikythera mechanism. I posted a video about this on the Tribune. It was an ancient computer built by the Greeks around 150 BC, and it was able to calculate astronomical changes with great precision. Very, very complex device. Very complex. Very cool. Drill bit in coal. So this was discovered in 1852. A drill bit had been found encapsulating coal about 22 inches thick, buried in a bed of clay mixed with boulders about 7 feet thick. Very interesting, right? Uh, what was it dated to? Earth's coal is said to have formed hundreds of millions of years ago. The society decided that instrument instrument was a of a modern level of advancement, but it concluded that the iron instrument might have been part of a borer broken during some former search for coal. Well, I don't know how old it was then. I guess it doesn't mention. Okay. 2.8 billion year old spheres. These were bocce balls. <laughs> That's kind of what they look like. Spheres with fine grooves around them, found in mines in South Africa, have been said by some to be naturally formed masses of mineral matter. Others have said that they're precisely shaped by a prehistoric human hand. Interesting if they were. Iron Pillar of Delhi. This pillar is at least 1,500 years old, but could be older. So we're not too interested in that one because it's not showing ancient civilization. Ah, uh, the Viking sword, Ulfbert. Very cool. Very, very fine steel, uh, which was predating the Industrial Revolution. And people are very confused as to how great that sword could have been given um, the technology of the time. 100 million year old hammer? I haven't actually heard of this one. This was found in London, Texas in 1934, encased in stone that had formed around it. The rock surrounding the hammer is said to be more than 100 million years old. Glenn Kuban, a vocal skeptic of claims that the hammer was made millions of years ago, said the stone may contain minerals that are more than 100 million years old, but that doesn't mean the rock formed around the hammer so long ago. That's true. said that some limestone had formed around artifacts known to be from the 20th century, so concretions can form quickly around objects. Carl Baugh, who is in possession of the artifact, has said the wooden handle has turned to coal, evidence of its great age, and that the metal it's made of has strange composition. So, interesting. Prehistoric work site. This is workers at a stone quarry in France uh, came across tools stuck in a layer of limestone 50 feet underground. This was in the 18th century. So, that's uh, interesting. The woman, the wooden instruments had turned into agate, a hard stone. Three million year old bridge. According to ancient Indian legend, King Rama built a bridge between India and Sri Lanka more than a million years ago. What appears to be remnants of such a bridge has been seen from satellite images, but many say it's a natural formation. What's interesting is it seems like back before the deluge and even at, um, you know, after it happened and, and the remnants of that great civilization, Atlantis, were brought into the more present day, people still knew ancient, ancient history. They had records going back many, many thousands and thousands and perhaps millions of years. And all of that has been completely censored and lost. And, um, I mean, it might exist in the Vatican archives, but uh, we just don't have it anymore. So this is what they think might be that bridge I just mentioned. 500,000-year-old spark plug? That's an interesting one. I don't know about that. Prehistoric wall near the Bahamas? Ah, yes, the Bimini Road. These megaliths there. It's one you can take a look at if you watch the Graham Hancock Netflix documentary. Even if you don't have Netflix, I'm sure there's a way for you to find it. 
Guys, that's all I have for you here today on the show. I've been meaning to get to some of this ancient uh, artifact stuff for a while, but uh, I've been running out of time recently. But I wanted to bring it up. I didn't really go through it too much here today, but you can always look into it yourself if you are interested. So I want to just say thanks to everybody who has supported what's been going on here this year in 2022 as we transition to video. And a lot of stuff has happened. It's just me now doing these shows. If you do want to support, right below you can do so. And uh, thanks to the people who bought Heathen Herbs products as well. Supporting that business has definitely helped out. And I want to encourage you all to have a great Yule with your family and friends. And really remember what this season is all about and how it goes back. This tradition goes back thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. And it's all about the sun. Is all about that great deity that gives so much to us and asks nothing from us in return. No sacrifices. We don't need to sacrifice anything to the sun, no matter what some primitive peoples might have thought. But we can connect with the sun. We should connect with the sun. It makes us healthy. It makes us happy. It, may, it gives us literal SAD, sad, seasonal affective disorder, when, when we don't get enough of it. And so the sun is going to be reaching its low point soon, and then it is going to be rising on the horizon soon again. And we need to recognize why our people came together around this time of coldness, uh, of darkness, and why they were bringing light into this world with the candles and the Christmas trees and, and uh, the cheerfulness. So I encourage you all to have a great Yule. Thanks again. I'll talk to you all again, likely before we reach 2023. Take care, everybody. They tell us that ignorance is bliss. I guess for those that control the media, it is. They own the media, they control the stories we are told. You ever try to go against them, you will be ignored Cause they control, they control They control the narrative, they perpetuate the myth Keep on telling you lies, tell you ignorance is bliss Believe it all and you'll never get Never get wise to the truth, cause they control everything you do. We have the new product at InfoWarsLife.com, BioTrue Selenium. We've had so many requests over the years for selenium, and just recently we were able to source a certified organic bioavailable selenium from mustard seed extract. When you take selenium in the body, it actually benefits the detoxification systems in your body. It helps balance the thyroid gland. It helps detoxify. Selenium is another one of those absolute must-haves. The highest concentration of selenium is in the thyroid gland, but it's actually used all over the body. As a matter of fact, there's 25 genes in the body that are directly dependent upon selenium. So it really is a all-around nutrient that everybody really needs. I'm taking it now every day. This is so key. BioTrue Selenium is the product, the best selenium that we could bring you. We believe it's the best out there at a very, very low price. Exclusively available at InfoWarsLife.com or by calling toll-free 888 You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyric to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc.
Are you a native son or daughter of the South who pleads the stars and bars? Someone not born in Dixieland, but who is a Johnny Reb at heart and looking for a place to shop that promotes Southern heritage? Well, your search is over. Dixie Republic is the place to go for all things celebrating the Confederacy and promoting Southern pride. Inside the log cabin, just outside Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, Dixie Republic has t-shirts, hats, videos, flags, books, belt buckles, and some of the best mouth-watering barbecue sauce that will ever touch your lips. There's just about everything you want honoring the South at Dixie Republic. Well, you say that South Carolina is a bit too far for you to drive? Have no fear, my friend. All of this is just a mouse click away. Go online at www.dixierepublic.com. Your home for all things celebrating the Confederacy and promoting Southern pride. You produce your own music and want to market it successfully. Your solution, Fire.com. This is how digital music distribution works. Register, load up song, and earn money. Fire.com takes your music into over 300 download portals. For example, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, or Beatport. Register now and take off with Fire's professional music distribution. Load up your music 